0: Welcome to the Hide Hideout Podcast. I'm your host, Dustin. And I'm your co-host, Dean, and we'd like to let you know where you can find us. The best way to find our socials is on our link tree at The Barons Hideout, which has our Twitter, Instagram, and podcast links. And you can find me on Instagram at deanofthedeadhotsauce, on Facebook under Dean Sharp, and also my website, www.Deanofthedead.com. Lastly, if you wish to support us further, you can subscribe to our Patreon for $1 a month. Now, to the show. Welcome everybody to episode 9 of Screambox Essential Picks. And today we have Candy from the House That Screams. Candy, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How about you?
0: I'm great. I'm tired. Yesterday um, I did like one thing out of the five things I needed to do and I knocked out from... About 6 p.m. until when I had to wake up for work at 5. So (laughs) I'm well rested.
1: (laughs) You sometimes need those kind of nights.
0: Yeah, exactly. I've been running on both ends of the candle over here um, for doing things for the show and all the things I have to watch. And now doing these new things for Screenbox. I'm loving. I'm loving Screenbox so much. I think what they're doing over there is fantastic. And i'm um, having
1: a lot of fun with it i got it on your recommendation last year and i was like i'm digging this i love shutter i mean i'm not gonna lie about that like i, I mean i yeah. love my job and but i and having Screenbox as well has been pretty fun because you know the assortment you know yeah
0: the amount know, of things they're it. pumping out like from when i signed on and when you signed on they're only putting up maybe five titles at a time right. and now it's like 30 movies and, like, TV shows and, like, lost films. It's like, what the hell is going on?
1: Yeah, I saw um, that they just recently got brain damage on there, and I'm like, yep. ooh.
0: Yep. And we yep. we've already
1: talked about brain damage before,
2: so.
0: Yeah, and um, I, I love um, Shudder, you know, I love Shudder. Um, but Screenbox, man, they're just, I don't know, they're kind of burying them over there, in my opinion, with the amount of stuff that they're,
2: they're taking. I'm going to
1: have to disagree on that one just because, like, <laughs> of... I have to have like if I had to pick one, it'd be Shudder just because mainly the whole reason I got Shutter was for Joe Bob. Yeah,
0: yeah, I um, I can agree on that for sure.
1: And and the Creep Show series, I really enjoy.
0: Yeah, me too. And um, funny enough, we're going to be talking about the Creep Show movie on the one that you wanted to pick. And, yeah. Uh, the one that I picked today too is um, Colobus, which is uh, I think a really fantastic film, very under the radar, I think. Um, so, Candy, if, if you want, right off the bat right now, before we jump into everything, if you want to let everybody know um, about your show and what you guys are doing and, and whatnot. So, whatever you want to talk about, you got the floor.
1: Okay. Uh, thank you. Um, I host this uh, House That Screams Horror podcast. We're three years plus running. Yep. Um, getting ready to do some exciting things. We've been a little slow on releasing our um, audio because we're starting to, after all these years, we've been recording video all three years and uh we're starting to release the videos so we're trying to get all of that sorted out but we're still we've been recording like crazy like we always do yep. yep um so i appreciate everyone's patience at this time but uh we have really cool shit coming
2: yeah
0: and i have to agree i love your show and like i said before having you guys on was the whole reason why i pretty much started my own show um so having you on almost something. um you know constantly or con- you know more like I think this might be, holy shit, we interviewed you, and I think I've had you on one or two other times, right? So you've been on like maybe three times so far?
1: Three or four times, yeah. Three or
0: four times. So, I mean, it's always great to have you on here and talk to you, because I love your takes on films and your picks. I don't know if you're going to like my take on
1: your film, but <laughs> we're
0: going to try it. Yeah. So it's, um, it's super fun to have you on. I love your show. I love listening to what you guys have to do over there, because you do run a really, really big show, so... I, I know, I know what it's like. Trust exhausting.
1: me, <laughs> exhausting. Uh,
0: yeah, but um, today mm-hmm. we're going to be, um, you know, giving some more support to Screenbox and talking about two films. So at this point, Candy, if you want to go ahead and talk about Creepshow and explain to everybody why it's essential to you and why everybody needs to go watch it.
1: Creepshow is one of those movies that is just lightning in a bottle. I call it the unholy trinity of horror because we've got. You know, um, this is 1982, 1983 time. Um, we've got Tom Savini on effects. This is when he was the sultan of splatter before he became the maestro of makeup as he is yeah. now. Um, yeah, he literally switched titles, but he was the sultan of splatter. So we got him on effects. We've got George fucking Romero directing. We've got Stephen fucking King writing. I mean, and acting as dory Varel in the second segment. I mean, to me, that's just like, It's just like all the gods came together, the horror gods, and just gave us this gift of Creepshow. And what's really cool, because I was trying to, you know, I watched um, Call of Us for the first time yesterday. And I was trying to draw these, like, um, comparisons. And I'll just bring one up. I think that they're both homages. Now, Creepshow is an homage between uh, King and Romero and Savini. They grew up on the EC Comics. I'm a huge EC Comics fan. I have huge collection in my living room like nobody's allowed to touch but me but um (laughs) i read them a lot but i'm like carefully um i I collect uh anything ec comics related so i see the homage to it but then they kind of twist it and make it their own Mm -hmm. there's the the takes the the art involved uh the writing the acting everything's on point it's a little over the top um, and that's how it's supposed to be. There's such great framing of shots and that kind of like fades into like a, a comic panel. It's yep. just it's, you know, when, when you talk about Fluffy in the crate, which is probably the most famous segment at this point. But I mean, that the creature effects on that, the, you know, just everything about the crate is fantastic. Like, it's just. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with anything in this movie. Now, when you start getting into the lesser creep shows, yeah, we don't yeah. talk about creep show three ever, but <laughs> <laughs> I still am a big fan of "I, I Die on the Hill." But it's still not as good as this one. We have that wraparound. We've got Tom Atkins as the dad. Yeah, I We've mean, come Bill, on, um, who is Stephen King's son um, and now a famous novelist like his dad? He looks just like his dad too.
0: Oh yeah. Uh,
1: so him, you know, in this in the cool wraparound. And, you know, I, I love Tom Atkins. It's not a secret,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: even in the small wraparound role. But like we have such a great cast. It's to me, it's just like an essential film. And I love Romero. So this is like Romero outside of the dead or anything else that he's done. This is Romero having a lot of fun paying homage to something, but still creating a new thing. Yeah, And it's just so cool.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it's definitely um, a comfort film for me as well. I can throw it on whenever um, and have a good time watching it. It's also a film that you could you know, you could show your kids if you want to. You know, there is some pretty crazy things that happen in the film, but I think this is definitely one that you could almost consider a
1: family-friendly film. I've been it to my kids since they were little because it's so, the comic book style. Yeah,
0: is what helps. You know, yeah. it's
1: easier to explain to children. I mean, my kids are raised on horror, but I try to keep it age-appropriate. Or to an age where they could understand the concepts and i explain them you have questions you ask me that's the rule
2: know, yeah.
1: these kids are all grown up now except for my son who's 16 but like they're veterans and yeah so yeah. this is this is a family film to us absolutely.
0: yeah for sure and also with the practical effects you know Tom meaning was doing he did a lot for this film you know um and everybody that was in this film i think did such a great job and all the segments are super fun um some crazy things that happen. It's a very colorful film and it wants to be, it can also be very, you know, down and dirty when it wants to be. So you got yeah,
1: like-, like the Geordie Verrill starts out. So that the lonesome death of Geordie Verrill the second segment, it starts out so kind of like silly with yeah. Stephen King overacting as like this, you know, Hilljack kind of character doofus.
2: Yeah. And then
1: at the end, it's so dark. It's yeah. such a, because he kills himself. And then, you know, the, it's based on this story weeds, but it's like, it gets so dark real quick.
2: Yeah.
0: And um, it can do that very quickly in this film. And um, I think that's what's so great about it is of how, how diverse it is and how many things are happening in this film. So if you're looking for a film that, you know, capsules a lot of the films in like the eighties or even in the nineties, or if you like colorful films or crazy films, this, this is, you know, a film of short films. So like, this is an anthology um, and if anybody likes anthologies, it's definitely a film you need to watch. And if you haven't seen Creepshow already, I don't know where you've been.
2: <laughs> I Honestly, really don't.
1: Kind of requirement is kind of a starter pack. But I'd like to say on the on the subject of anthologies, with anthologies, there's always like a sagging point. But Creepshow never ever mm-hmm. has that. It's that it's mm-hmm. like top tier anthology. There's never a segment you're like, eh, you love every single one.
0: Yeah. And um, really? another thing that's really, really cool is that on Screenbox, they have Just Desserts, which is, you know, the making of Creepshow and everything behind it is really, really cool. So you can you have two movies that you can go and watch, essentially. Um, so if you really, really like Creepshow and you haven't seen it, watch that. Then go watch Just really? Desserts or vice versa. However, you guys like to watch your films. But um, it's definitely a movie you need to have at least watched once and uh make sure you watch it with some friends or something because it's a very very fun film it's, um, it has a
1: lot of comedy in
0: it yeah yeah it does it's it goes by really fast uh, i have to say that and that's a good thing i like films that have a lot going on and do multiple segments like anthologies and they fly by uh, i love that because it makes me want to watch more and you can because there are other creep shows whether you like them or not but there are other ones and then you also have the TV show, which is on
1: the TV show is fantastic.
0: Yeah, it's it's great. There's creep show everywhere. I think they're even still doing comics, I think. Or yes. something like that. They're doing something. Um so there's a lot of opportunities to get your creep show on. <laughs> so, um I definitely uh recommend this one as well um as Candy does. Um any final thoughts on this one before we move on to Colibus?
2: Um
1: Gosh, there's so much to say about Creepshow, but I know I've already said it before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, just just watch it. It's a perfect film. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Everything's great. Everything. I mean, like like you said, it goes by fast, but it is a comfort film. You're gonna yeah. laugh. You're gonna be like, oh, here's that part that I love. You're gonna stop what you're doing, even if it's just on in the background. So, yeah, it's just I, I recommend it as like medicine
2: yeah
0: that's a good way of putting it yeah this is a (laughs) film to use as medicine yes i I definitely um i sign off on that one (laughs) uh but moving on to my pick and i like to always try to pair movies that are somewhat a little bit different than what um the you know the guests come on and do i like to do something i think would be a fun back-to-back so if you wanted to watch these films together you could. And I picked Colobus. and this is a film I have not seen since forever. So when it dropped on Screenbox, I watched it, and I was like, "Holy fuck! What did I watch?" Right. This is definitely a <laughs> what the fuck movie, um, and I like that. I like that it's um, a bit different. This is uh, this is a '90s film, I think. If I'm correct, I think it's 99. like late, yeah, late '90s. That feels sort of modern. I thought it was like a modern film, but it, it it's not. But it's a really good film. It's got some crazy stuff that happens in it. It's uh, essentially these, um, these group of people who don't know each other get called. it. They see an ad and then there's somebody who, you know, goes around and, you know, interviews them and whatnot. Um, but there's one thing that I really, really like about this film is the opening, like, 10 15 minutes it's all shot POV. It's you only see what the character is watching. And um I I like that a lot. Back to that. So back to POV. I think it, it's really smart how to use that because you don't really see a lot of films use POV shots the way that this film does, and it really drew me in. I was like, is the whole film gonna be like this? I legit thought the whole film was this gonna be POV, and I was like, this is great. I want to very see the whole Jalo film. Very
1: Jalo it. Yeah, because yeah. that's what you mostly see, that is Jalo films.
0: Yeah, and honestly, I wanted to point something to that, because I thought it was going to be like a Jalo, because of how it opened up, you see the black gloves, and also the the soundtrack reminded me so much of some of the music from Suspiria. It's it like, was
1: very derivative of the music from Suspiria, I gotta very. be honest, like, as it played, because I'd never seen this previous to last night, and I watched it, and I'm like, is this trying to be Suspiria? Uh,
0: I, I thought that too and then if you look at the cover also it kind of has almost like a shot from suspiria in it and yeah. i'm like whoa this movie is great because i love suspiria it's like one of my favorite movies ever um i
1: like the remake
0: oh really like
1: uh, i'm not an argento fan except for tenebrae because oh, okay. you know hollow. i get okay. all weird like i get <laughs> all italian horror like i love Fulci and stuff like
0: that so yeah but when i Please when i heard the up. soundtrack for this i was like okay i'm gonna like this a lot um so yeah a group of friends or not even friends they kind of become friends it's a group of unknowns who get um an address to go to and they're doing a social experience uh, experiment where they're being watched and they have to confess these things on vhs and then things start going very wrong <laughs> very quickly we have this um this girl who likes to draw who um, when she gets picked up uh, they all say it's like the nut house and stuff like that there's also some words in here that are definitely not um, acceptable um nowadays yeah, <laughs> so absolutely this uh, keep keep in mind open for that but uh, this is you know this is from the 90s so i mean i guess we kind of have to give it a pass on that because of the the time it was but still um the film was great it's got a lot of really cool effects in it and as far as i can tell all of it was practical um especially yeah. in the 90s i don't think CGI would have been that great to do some of these effects. Well, all I
2: have to do
1: is look at Wishmaster and see that CGI in the 90s was shit.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, this film... Sorry,
1: Wishmaster. Yeah,
0: this film was great. Um, so I wanted to know your thoughts on this. What, what, what did you think seeing it for your first time?
1: Well, I think there, it, conceptually, it could have been stronger. Uh, I, think
0: I the, Once uh, you get to the ending, I can understand that for sure, yeah.
1: I mean, I think the most original concepts in this are not the strongest points, and that's unfortunate. I feel like you know, there's homage and then there's the derivative.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and where I talked about, you know, I was talking about homages of creep show, it's an homage, but it's its own thing. This doesn't feel like it, it, there's no homage. This is derivative, like it feels a little bit like cube.
0: Okay, which I can see that came
1: out a little a couple of years before that, which I love cube. Um, It feels a little bit like, you know, there's some, there's a tribute, I I guess you could say to Fulci with the eye gouging. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. Um,
1: There's a tribute to Argento um, and Fulci also with some of the practical effects with like the intestines and stuff. It looks exactly like what Fulci uses, but like we get, we get the, cause Fulci is famous for his eye gougings. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I love G, but it's just, it didn't feel like it was paying tribute. It felt like those were its strongest points. And if it's, if your strongest points are your tributes, then your originality is not strong enough. I, I still think like this does have quite a cult following. Yeah. So I had filmed before I'd seen it, but I don't think it's my cult because I just don't think the original story is strong enough. But I say, judge for yourself.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a film you need to watch at least once, just like how a creep show is. Um I enjoyed the film. I think once you get towards like the last like fifteen minutes, it kinda of starts to not really sure. fall apart, but you're even a little more confused. Um, at least I was I was like, so what was happening? It was it was this person the whole time or did they get any idea to do this now? It's like I was kinda of scratching my head a little bit of like what was going on, but pretty much the whole like middle of this movie, I enjoyed so much of seeing people, you know, get knocked off and, like, guessing, I mean, like, what the, the fuck is going good. on? <laughs> the
1: gore is pretty intense for for a low budget film. Yeah. Um, I love low budget films because you have to get creative. I mean, like, the most recent um, one I can recommend on that is obviously Terrifier too, low budget, but the gore is fantastic. Yeah. You know, the gore in this is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, and that if you're into, like, you know, just watching for the kills, this is worth it.
2: Yeah, it is.
0: It's Um, got a body count for sure.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I like the gore. I just, yeah, those last 15 minutes kind of dragged. And the twist to me was very predictable, but I see how it might not be to others. It just depends on how well versed you are in your horror and certain genres. And this is really, you know, trying to be less of a slasher, more of a jalo
2: which yeah, for
1: sure. the came from so i i mean i like that aspect of it i just uh i feel like it was predictable in like the last 15 minutes like we didn't really need that like it didn't need to be 15 minutes
0: yeah i agree on that um but there's a lot in here that I think you'd be like, holy shit. <laughs> what? Because I was definitely like, what the fuck is going on throughout this whole film? I was like, what is happening? What is happening? Tell me what's going on. And I um, think for
1: me, because i have seen Cube so many times, I <laughs> started to kind of figure out a lot yeah. of, okay, I think I know where this is going. But it did surprise me.
0: Yeah. And also, speaking of Cube, Screenbox also has the Japanese remake of Cube on there.
1: Hell yes, they do. And, and that's exciting because. I need to see that shit.
2: Yes. I love it's, you. It's I, I, I've
1: seen you so many times. It's and good. I had to defend it on my own show because everybody was talking shit about how bad the actors are. And I'm like, you can tell they were stage actors. And I think that you can tell that here that these, these people, what I call stagey acting. Now, I was a stage actress. So when you're on a stage, you have to project, enunciate, and mm-hmm. act a certain way bigger. But it has to be much more subtle on film. So you can tell when people have come from the staging and are doing their first film. And that feels that's what it does have in common with cube is that kind of acting.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: A little stagey. Yeah. Um, it's not the worst thing I've ever seen. Absolutely
0: yeah. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> um, but I don't know. This was definitely a film that I was like, I think I need to get this on the screen box essentials and have people watch this. Cause I want to hear people's thoughts as well. Um, I want to know if you were just as like, what the fuck is going on as I was, or if you're like, Oh, this movie kind of sucks or whatever it may be. I think this is like a, another film, um, discovering it now would have a lot of um mixed reviews like i can tell from you and also with me too after finishing i was like i feel like there were some pretty good points on this but then it doesn't really fall apart it just doesn't hold it higher as it goes on it kind of meets that Mm -hmm. that one point and then it kind of goes down but i left the film enjoying it and i think i'm gonna watch it again knowing you know everything now and just seeing if anything else kind of like Together, or if I'm just gonna be as confused again. So um, I gotta
1: ask you, when you first originally saw this like years ago, was it like a random video store rental? Uh
0: yeah, there was um actually That's
1: how I found a lot of movies. Yeah, there
0: was movies. uh there's a mom and pop shop near my um the my best. mom's house that um that recently closed um right during the pandemic, but it used to have a bunch of films here. My mom still has an old um old tv with a vcr and slot in it and everything so we went there and um i was just searching for weird horror movies and and stuff like that and this was there and um i think they they even had like the original "I spit in a grave like next to each other and i i like the original "I spit in a grave no matter how like ridiculous that fan. film is so i picked that Eric one up.
1: and i really in depth talked about that one i'm a huge fan of it yeah
0: we we covered it on this show too. Um, I think it was last year, the year yeah, before.
1: I remember when you did.
0: Yeah that that was a crazy episode. Um, so they had this one, and I spit in a grave next to each other, and I was like, "All right, I'm just going to get this one because I know what this one is, but I want to watch this one because the cover. I was like, "Oh, is this going to be as crazy as this? And it's crazy, but in a different sense. <laughs> um so yeah i yeah, watched I, that I and didn't
1: give a very glowing review of it um but it's just and, and i think that's just personally to me i think it's yeah. very personal what you bring to it mm-hmm. and i'm just such a giallo fan that i see where it was trying to be one but then it wasn't Jalo enough for me
0: yeah it was like its own Jalo genre it's like they were trying to create it, something new there
1: yeah it felt like you know they're like oh yeah hey this is for the Jalo fans or hey we're gonna do our own jello fan and our own Jolo fan film sort of thing. But also we're gonna, you know, throw in this and that. it just felt like uh I really wish the original part of it, uh, which I can't really disclose right now because we're not doing spoilers, but the original <laughs> part of the film was stronger. Yeah. And I think I would probably like this a little bit better. Yeah, but I can I, agree I on that. I like to add new additions to my Film let's,
0: uh, let's get someone to remake this movie. <laughs> let's get it yeah. remade. Um, I think that would be really, really cool.
1: i say stronger on the jalo and stronger on the original story.
0: Yeah, for sure. Go um, but I think that's pretty much uh, it for these two films. Um, I always like to kind of give you guys an order that I think would be great. So I would say start with Call of Us. That way you can get like the what the fuck going on and then end it with Creepshow. So that way you have a really strong ending and you feel fulfilled. Um, that's yeah. my opinion. And then you can go watch all the other creep show stuff after. So um, start with.
1: Don't watch Creep Show three, please. For the love of God, you'll 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 thank me.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Don't we'll do that, creep Candy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do that for sure. Um, but Candy, thank you so much for being on here and and doing one thank of these episodes me. for me. There's going to be plenty more. So whenever you want to come back on, you know just just let me know. This will be coming out. Um, I think tomorrow so it'd be tuesday because i'm trying to get a lot of things out this week so we're recording this on a monday and it will be out uh tomorrow on a tuesday so this was awesome. super fun um Definitely. very wacky and thank you so much to screen box for you know all the things that you've been doing for the show and giving us gifts and stuff and you know letting us review movies like this yeah <laughs> a lot of really cool things everybody over there is so so nice so um Thank you guys so much for listening, and please go support their streaming service, because they're cheapest in the game, and they have a lot to offer. A lot to mm-hmm. offer. <laughs> and also go check out the House That Screams and everything that Candy does with her crew. So, thank you guys yeah. so much for being here, Candy. Thank you for being here as well.